Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than I Found It podcast. I'm Mike McGraw, the men's golf coach at Baylor and your host. Today, my assistant coach, Mikkel Barrick-Andreessen, and I will be discussing how to be a freshman in college golf. With the start of school, it's obvious that we have a lot of new kids on every campus in the country, and that transition from high school and from being at home to being in college with uh, your golf coach now is, is basically your surrogate father as you know your teammates as your support system you know it's it's a big transition for kids and so we're going to talk about the big life change that it is we're going to talk about homesickness developing good habits time management using your resources that are available to you and then obviously we're going to talk about all the challenges that uh, are associated with qualifying and just trying to make the, the travel squad so anyway, it's, a, I think, a pretty informative episode, and it will be uh, one that uh, Mikkel will, and I will both actually talk about our experiences as freshmen in college and how we handle it, either good or bad. So anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode, and I hope you enjoy the listening. Hello, you're listening to the Better Than I Founded podcast. This is Coach Mikel of Baylor, the assistant men's golf coach, and I'm sitting here with Coach McGraw, the head coach. How's it going, Coach? Going great, Mikel. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> Good. We always struggle with these intros, uh, but here we go. So <laughs> today we're uh, talking about back to school, and so we're going to specifically talk about freshmen how it's a big change for freshmen coming into college and how to be a good freshman on a college golf team. So it's an exciting time of year for all of us, maybe extra exciting for these freshmen. A uh, few things that we'll talk about is obviously what a big life change it is for these kids uh, coming onto a campus from wherever they're coming from in the world. Uh, homesickness is a very real thing. We'll talk a little <clears throat> bit about that how important it is to develop good habits and maybe some uh, tips on, on how to develop those habits, how important time management is, how to use the resources on your team and specifically the people around you. We'll talk about qualifying. So everybody wonders how to tackle qualifying. What do we do? Um, how do you best prepare for it? All those things. We'll cover some of those things. Um, and then as any good uh, podcast with Coach McGraw, we got to talk about journaling a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we do want to talk about our own freshmen that we're very proud of to have here at uh, Baylor, Drew Wrightson and Zach Heffernan. So we'll get to that in the end. But uh, excited to cover this stuff with you, Coach. You bet. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, this was going to be obviously a timely podcast because pretty much everybody's going back to school right now. And I, I think it's such a big life change. It kind of leads me into my first question for you because when you were a freshman back in 2011, that's 10 years ago. And it was a big life change. You were coming halfway around the world to go to school at Baylor university. So, um, was that the first time you'd been away from home for an extended period of time? No, I, uh, was lucky to be on the Norwegian golf team growing up for the last three or so years of my junior career. So, I was used to traveling, but it definitely was a long travel for me. Personally, from that experience coming from Europe, I don't think it's about how far you travel, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's more a change of scenery for everybody. And so I feel like I kind of had the same change of scenery that 
most uh, even semi-local kids had, to be honest. Well, but I also think a lot of the European kids come over here. A lot of them are a year older. Some, a lot of them come over here at 19. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And they seem to be a little bit more mature. But regardless of the maturity level, there's still a, a certain level of homesickness. And it's a real thing. And so I know it's affected a lot of kids. I remember when I was at Oklahoma State and Charles Howell was the number one ranked junior player in the country. And he came in and he was so homesick. And he, which is great because that's honestly, you had great parents. They loved you very much and you loved your time there. But Charles was homesick. It affected his golf his first semester. Did not play well at all. Once he got over the homesickness, he was fine. How long did that last for you? Or did it last? Yeah, so I had a kind of different entrance to college. I landed two days before the first day of school at DFW. And Coach Priest picked me up. And I had two bags with me, mm. one clothes bag and my and my golf bag. And then we drove to Waco an hour and a half south. And so I didn't really have time to be homesick, to be honest, until about two months in. That's kind of when it started uh, hitting for me because we started right away with qualifying with school. And like I said, I didn't have any parents come with me. So it wasn't like I had to say the goodbyes or you know, that kind of stuff. We just kind of started and got the ball rolling. So it was a really fun time. I think definitely when the season kind of ended, the fall season, I was traveling all that fall. When we stopped competing, I got a little bit more homesick for sure. So I know you were kind of homesick your freshman year too. You know, I went to Odessa Junior College uh, from Ponca City, Oklahoma. So it was about an eight-hour drive, I assume. And uh, I remember being homesick. I remember couldn't wait to go down to the mail room every day to check for letters from home <laughs> just that any... that hasn't changed the mail, no, that hasn't mail changed. room habit <laughs> i do like i do like mail i've kept the postal service in business for a long long time but i do remember uh, feeling the homesickness but again both of us had the advantage and most kids do if you're playing and competing and traveling you do have some things to get your mind off the homesickness you know uh, i've always believed and i try to encourage young freshmen Instead of allowing the homesickness to swallow you up in anxiety and stress and self-pity, instead of that, uh, just pour yourself into your work. Dive into uh, school. Dive into practice and training and, and the qualifying, preparing for qualifying, your schoolwork, uh, making new friends, even some outside the golf team. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do. You, you've started a new life. And so uh, instead of thinking, oh, I wish I was at home, think you know, this is a great experience. It's an adventure. I, I look back on what you did. You went a little bit further away from home than I did. So you weren't going home on a weekend. I wasn't either. In fact, I remember every person I met from August 20th to, to Thanksgiving was a new person. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn to do that. Yeah. And this dates me a little bit. I'm I'm finally starting to get a little bit old. You said it's 10 years ago. That's a mm. long time ago it since is. I was a freshman. And we had smartphones, but we didn't have kind of the messenger and and the FaceTime. And I remember uh, I got my parents to download an app that was called Viber. And it was just an awful app, just horrific to try to get contact with the people back home. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like a lifetime ago. Um, but, I, you know, I definitely try to stay in touch with the people at home. But I, I think there's a balance there, too. You don't want to, you know, you probably need a phone call home once a day or so but you don't need text all day back and forth and you need a little bit of independence to to let that homesickness kind of fade a little bit i think 
I think everybody experiences a level of it, almost just a little bit even, but some people it gets pretty almost debilitating. It does affect their golf, it affects their happiness, what they're doing. So that's why I say, get into your work, get into your schoolwork, make friends, have, you know, just enjoy the experience. It's, it's a really great experience. So homesickness is real, we know that, and we always watch for it as coaches just to make sure that, sure. Yeah, that the players are, are handling well. But another thing I try to get young players to do is to, from the start, develop good habits. Because if you get behind and you're, you know, for because of bad habits, all right, now it's going to be tough getting caught back up. It's a whole lot easier to keep up than catch up. And developing good habits in study, the way you sleep, how you your sleeping schedule, the way you eat, literally going to every class. If you're going to travel... And you did that freshman year, and I did as well my freshman year. I traveled to every tournament. You better go to class while we're in town. And then uh, get ahead before you go to the tournaments. Mm -hmm. So I I just never even thought about that until a guy named Ricky Fowler played for me at Oklahoma State. He he literally came to school the week before the USAM and got all of his assignments because he was going to miss for the USAM and then for the Walker Cup. Twelve days he missed of school for the Walker Cup. Got all his work ahead of time. And honestly, he spent his whole career at Oklahoma State staying ahead. So when he was on the road traveling with his teammates, he wasn't thinking about schoolwork. Mm -hmm. So I would get ahead, develop great habits early. Were you able to do that when you were a freshman? Uh, somewhat. The school system was new to me, so there were completely different systems on how to grade classes and stuff like that. That took some time for me to understand and how important like daily quizzes were and how much you could make up of your grade. I was growing up in a school system where it's basically just tests. That's how you're graded. So I didn't quite jump on, you know, <clears throat> your uh, slogan there to keep up. It's easier to keep up than to catch up. So I had to catch up sometimes, which kind of bit me, but taught me some, some good lessons. So, um, and then the language was a, a bit trickier 10 years ago, uh, to be honest. So I kind of struggled in, in some easy classes, you know, got away with it, uh, made decent grades my first year, but there was a lot of new stuff for me to learn. Well, you had to learn English and you had to learn Texan. <laughs> you had to learn both languages. <laughs> Which is definitely two different things. <laughs> definitely. Sure. But I think all of this developing good habits is nothing more than just a discipline. And I think it, it carries you through life if you've if you figure out ways to stay disciplined. I'm uh, I'm maybe more OCD than disciplined, but I think I'm both. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I think you're a disciplined guy, but you're not as OCD as I am. Yeah. So. But I still would wear a shirt if you made one that said, it's easier to keep up than to catch up. You would wear that? I'd wear it, yeah. yeah that's sure. a good quote. You, had you heard that before today? No. Okay. Well, Mikel learned something Ti Title today. of the new book right there. That easier to keep up than catch up? Yeah. I love it. Uh, you know, so anyway, developing good habits early, it gets you off to a good start as a freshman. Your golf will be better, I promise you, because everything else that you're doing uh, will be better. You know, a lot of kids struggle with having to uh, take care of all the things that their parents help them with on a daily basis. So if I could give some encouragement to parents out there, it would be give them opportunities to have more responsibility their senior year in high school. Just mm -hmm. so when you send them off, they they can probably handle some of these things, especially some of the things the coach is expecting from them. Um, you know, we try to organize it for them. We try to have a lot of support for them. I think every coach does. But still, they're doing things they haven't done on their own ever. So I think developing good habits and being disciplined early is huge.
One thing you had to do because one, you're learning a whole new system. You didn't have the same system as you mentioned, whether it was grading or just going to classes or how education looked or even uh, travel schedule, team schedule, practice schedule, all that's different. So time management is probably one of the most important things. How were you able to handle that as a freshman from Norway? Uh, yeah, time management is huge for freshmen 10 years ago. And, you know, even when you were a freshman too now, it's just a full day packed with stuff. You're trying to be elite on the golf course. You're trying to, you know, really take care of your studies and keep up there. And most people on campus do just, you know, one main thing, which is they go to school. And sure, they might have activities outside of it that they participate in this or that campus organization or whatever. But being in a sport, and particularly golf, is another full-time job. So you're balancing two full-time jobs. And to me personally, it's always come kind of natural uh the time management piece i'm a very efficient person um i get stuff done but you know there it had some challenges and you have to uh maybe get settled as a freshman the first couple of weeks just kind of see how the rhythm of the day goes once you're two weeks or so in though you're in the rhythm i can promise you um it's still easy to kind of get out of not taking care of your business that you should take care of such as staying ahead in class and those things but your rhythm is basically going to be you wake up early in the morning, you go to class, you grab a lunch with your friends and your teammates, you go to the golf course, you put in the work till late, grab a quick dinner on the way home, and you go to study, either in the study hall with a tutor or at home. And then you go to bed. And that's pretty much it. You know, and actually, um, that's an incredible privilege to be able to do that because you're getting an education and you're actually playing the sport you love and you're getting them together. That's amazing. And that's why so many like you from Europe came over here because you wanted to do that. You wanted to pursue your, your dream in golf while getting an education. But yeah, it's a full day. It's not easy. There is uh, no other college golf anywhere in the world. There is some on the British Isles <clears throat> in uh, England, Scotland, Ireland. Uh, but the U.S. college system for golf is incredible it's fantastic uh it is the place in the world where you can balance these two things but it what it asks of you is great time management because you have completely packed days they're very packed you know the along the same lines we have a lot of resources available almost every campus in the country does to whether it's academic services health and wellness services you name it nutrition all of that so it's there's a lot of resources available one of the ones i want to talk about is one that the coach provides, and that is teammates. Mm -hmm. Every coach provides you with <clears throat> five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 or 11 teammates that are a resource. And in episode 24 of this podcast, Maverick McNeely gave what I consider to be a master class in how to use your resources to make yourself better. And so I would encourage everyone to go back and listen to episode 24, especially anybody who's a brand new freshman in college, because he was literally a walk-on, hockey player in high school, a nice golfer, no doubt. But, I mean, he was waiting for Conrad Ray to say, yes, you can walk on to our program. And he did. And he only became a two-time National Player of the Year and is playing the PGA Tour today. He's in the playoffs, the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's like 
that man understood resources available to me to make myself better. And the most important resources he considered were his teammates. So I've heard you ask this of uh, our players before. What is a resource coach? Resource is something that you have that you can use to help better your situation, whatever it is. It could be anything. It could be money. It could be time. It could be uh, mentors. It could be teammates. It could be... And that's what I'm getting at is... Yeah. Teammates are a resource for mm-hmm. sure. And even if you're, let's say you're the best player coming onto the team as a freshman, that's going to be very rare, but there are players out there who will be the best players on their team. Your teammates can still be a resource. I promise you, you have teammates that do parts of the game better than you. If it's a certain skill, such as they're better around the green than you, or if it's a intangible skill such as time management that we've mm-hmm. talked about, or they're better in a certain class, they're better, they have better study skills to have. You have resources all around you. And I have not heard a, a better explanation of how to utilize those resources, meaning teammates, than Maverick McNeely in that episode 24. So go ahead and listen to that if you are a freshman anywhere or if you will be a freshman in the next couple of years, go ahead and listen to that podcast episode because it was fantastic. I'm not sure that we're ever going to see that again in college golf. I mean, it might happen, but the two-time college player of the year was a true walk-on. That's really rare. And I just think it's amazing, his example of what you do and how to improve yourself. It's pretty amazing. So yes, I don't think we need to belabor that. His episode will do all the talking we need. But you know, one of the things that's getting ready to happen for, it's either started for most kids or getting ready to happen on every college campus in the country is qualifying. It's it's like this mythical creature qualifying. <laughs> it's, it's like amazing. Uh, but It's scary. It is scary. It's a scary thing. But what I want is my freshman to not make it into a bigger thing than it actually is. What it is, is it's an opportunity, it's an opportunity Mm -hmm. to gain a spot to travel. That's what it is. And so uh, if you prepare really, really well, and and I always believe that the most important part of tournament golf is preparation, because you've done everything you can, now you just tee off and go see how the preparation plays itself out. But in qualifying, it's no different. I prepare, I prepare, I prepare, and now I go. And I think it's a four to five year adventure, this college golf thing. It's a journey. Uh, so don't pat, don't panic about this qualifying. And then don't panic if you don't travel right away. Did you travel right away when you got to college? I did. So we had the, the first qualifier. I obviously had never been in a qualifier before. I hadn't really played on team golf this way before. I had represented my country. But it was my first qualifier, and I came in playing very well. Um, <clears throat> shot... They remember my scores from that qualifier shot, 68, 69, 70. All three rounds were at Bear Ridge, which was then called Twin Rivers. That last round, a certain guy named Kyle Jones shot a 66. So he tied me. And then another guy, Lorenzo Scotto, shot a 64 and beat me by one. And Coach Priest had put up two spots, go on the bus automatically, and then three picks. So what happens is that me and Kyle Jones, both freshmen, uh, go out in a playoff for the second spot. And uh, the talking stopped. All of a sudden, the talking stopped. (laughs) It got serious, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't have a car at the time either, you know, as a brand new freshman. So my ride was Kyle Jones. 
and we had become really good buddies at that point. But I will tell you, the talking stopped. Mm-hmm. We both pump it in the trees to the right off the tee. Uh, still to this day, I'll, I'll, uh, I won't go back on this. I got, you know, a bad break, and he got very lucky. Had an opening to the green, gets it up to the green. I had to pitch out. Long story short, I make bogey. He makes par. He makes it. I uh, ball my eyes out after you know coach announces you know the automatic spots and then share the ride back with Kyle Jones who just beat me in the playoff uh luckily coach Priest did pick me though and um I did travel that fall so it was a a pretty cool experience even though I lost in that playoff that was it was the most tournament-like prep that I could ever have had and went on to play really well in that first tournament actually and I, I credit the qualifier a lot for that well, and and it simulated a lot of pressure. You may may have felt more pressure than you would in a tournament because it means so much. So I get it. I'm not going to try to sit here and talk all the freshmen in the country into thinking this is no big deal. This is easy. This is no. It's not going to be there. But take the pressure the right way for sure, and take it as an opportunity. And I, I will tell you this: I still haven't met a coach, and I've met a lot of them that will take. He he doesn't say to himself, you know what, this qualifying. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to take the worst possible players I can take. I don't want my best team at this tournament. I don't. Have you ever heard of a coach to do that? No, of course not. What we want is the best players we can get that we think are going to give us the best chance to compete well in the tournament. And so a coach comes up with this qualifying situation. In your case, you lost the playoff and then you got picked, okay? You might not have been picked. And occasionally a guy, isn't, sure. a guy isn't picked. And so if you're not traveling early as a freshman, and I want every freshman out there to hear this, if you're not traveling early, it's not the end of the world. This is a journey. You're trying to get as good as you can by the time you finish college golf so you can go chase your dream of playing the PGA Tour. But if you're not traveling early, your job is not to be bitter. It's not to make excuses. It's not to blame your coaches. It's not to complain. Your job is to get to work. Your job is to learn and grow. Your job is to support those teammates, even the ones that are traveling ahead of you. And your job is to get better. That's your job. It, this qualifying it just happens to be one of the ways coaches find a way to get the, the lineup set. But do not become bitter if you're not traveling early. Do something about it. Do something about it. Yeah, I love it. Um, and along with that, it's, it's not playing a victim role. Um, on episode 52, Trey Mullinax, who's playing the Corn Ferry Tour right now, he, he gives a really dis- good description of, of when he was unhappy and bitter because he wasn't playing, wasn't getting picked by Coach Sewell. He was really upset about that. And I think Chip, Chip uh, Mullinax, his dad, gave him some of the best advice. He said, you know what, Trey, you're, Jay Sewell's a, he's a reasonable man. Just go talk to him. Just tell him what where you are. And Trey thought about that conversation he has with his dad. And he went in, and as he'll tell you in episode 52, they had a great awakening together as player and coach right there in that moment because he went and talked to him and said, Coach, what do I need to do to get better? Yeah, I want to get better. Getting out of the victim role. Yeah, he wasn't a victim. Trey started as a victim. His dad pointed him the other direction. And then Trey went and had a conversation with his coach, and he got better. And he became an two-time All-American and won two national championships. And that's your job, right? It's to get better. You know, qualifying is, we've talked about, it's one of the ways coaches, one of the tools coaches use to pick their team, but it's also a huge development tool. And uh, 
especially as a freshman, but in my opinion, anyway, any year you are in college, you should look at the long term over the short term. Mm -hmm. You know, you might be not traveling early on because you missed out on a qualifier, didn't play well. But that's one tournament. The long term is is way more important than just this one week. And your job is to get better. It is to get better. And I appreciate you saying that. And it's just such a hard thing for a freshman in college or even a sophomore or junior to, to see is, you know what, this qualifying didn't work out for me this time and I didn't get picked. But I'm going to figure out a way to get better so that it's not going to be an issue the next time. And again, I go back to my, before I move on to our last points here, it we make this qualifying to such a big deal that our blood pressure's up, our anxiety's way too high, and we don't play the kind of golf we prepare well and then let the results take care of themselves. And if you're one of the best five players, eventually you will be playing. I mean, I just don't know a coach who wouldn't do that. For sure. Let's go to your favorite point of all times, Coach. Really? My favorite point? I, I know what it is. What is it? Well, I think the listeners know what it is, too. <laughs> Let's talk about that pen you're holding in your hand right now. Well, yeah, I still, yeah, I do like to journal. Um, and, and I'm going to say this because it, um, it's something I've done my whole career. It's something I've encouraged all the assistant coaches I've ever had to do. Not to the extent I do it. You know, not as, as deep into journaling as I do. Or even, I wouldn't expect that out of players. But I would think if a freshman is coming to campus, we just said it's a whole big world. Brand new world, right? Well, don't you think there's learning opportunities in that brand new world? I would be jotting down and journaling things that I'm learning. Things that are making me better. And it might be something a coach told me, and it might be something a player on the team taught me. Like, if you don't know how to do a flop shot... <coughs> And you've got this guy like Cooper Dossie who had the most amazing flop shot I've ever seen in my life. I would spend time around Cooper and figure out how to flop shot and journal that. Or if something about preparation or something about working out or nutrition or something, you're just going, I never even considered that. Boom, I write it down. By the way, I'm doing that with my players. When they give me something or when you give me something as an assistant coach that I like, it gets written down. I, I'm going because I want to use it. That's why I'm getting better every day is because i got people around me. that. So, yes, I would say journal as a freshman. Write down some things you are learning. Do, do you do any form of that? I think you I do. do. I do. Yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, to piggyback off that advice is I would uh, – if you're going to start a journal, start with as low cost as possible. And what I mean by that is – if you're going to keep something consistent over time, it needs to be uh, not very time consuming. It needs to be in a in a form of fashion that makes sense to you. So if you were to see Coach McGraw's journal right now, you would be absolutely discouraged. And there's no way you if you're super motivated, you could maybe keep up with that for two days. But even just a few words here and there mm -hmm. is super, super helpful. It could be a super small notebook one or two sentences a day from each qualifying round of, of what you felt like, what you learned, uh, you know, how you treated a certain situation, maybe how you would have made a different decision on a, on a whole, uh, what you learned from a teammate. One to two sentences is enough and because I, that low cost is going to lead to consistency over time. And, and I contend you don't need to write you. it down like I do, even though I think that's valuable. Your, your phone has a notes function. Just at the end of the round, if there's something you want to remember, jot it down in your notes and just 
But what I, the re, that way would be easier than having to handwrite it for some kids. They don't like doing that. I would say this. I would also write down things when it's going really, really well. I want to know what my thoughts are, my feelings, my attitudes, my emotions, whatever. Because six months from now, I'm going to be in a low valley. And I'm going to try to figure, well, how am I getting out of this? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like to go to your own words? Yeah, but don't, I, I guess my point is like, don't think of it as this massive journal that no, needs to be not. two pages. Of course um, not. You know, you, you mentioned a notes section. What I do is I actually use Google Docs. Mm-hmm. So I have an app on my phone that's called Google Docs where I can jot down quick sentences. But then I can also sit down on my computer and write more detailed stuff if I want to. So I have access to it from both sides. But I'm sure the young listeners, we don't need to coach them up on technology like that. I'm no, sure, sure but, they got it covered. But my point with that is this journaling that I've been doing for 40 years uh, doesn't have to be as detailed or as intense. When I've got a recruit in the office and I'm showing in this journal, I tell them, you're never going to do this. That's just what mine has developed into. But I will say this. I just read this journal cover to cover, last year's team journal, cover to cover, to prepare myself for the return of our players. It just got my mind up to speed on where everybody's been, what we've been doing, and how we're doing, and what's working. And I want to bring that stuff forward. Now, I realize that, anyway, so some form of journaling, I think, would be valuable. Yeah, for sure. Some form of it. So you've read it and prepared in preparing for this year's team to come back. So let's finish on our uh, team, I guess, a little bit, but mainly our freshmen that are right. coming in. Let's talk about Drew and Zach. Sure. Drew Wrightson and Zach Heffernan. So Drew is a freshman from Zionsville, Indiana. And and the reason I'm going to talk a little bit about these is you're learning these guys brand new because you didn't get to recruit them Uh and they weren't on campus last year when you were your first year at Baylor. So you're yeah. learning a lot of stuff that I probably already know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been here a year, so I know him, uh, you know, somewhat as, as people. And Drew was here uh, this summer, taking summer school. So I played a bit of golf with Drew this summer, which has been great. But I'm so excited to get to get to know him and, and uh, learn him as players, too. You know, when uh, one thing about both of these players is they're really highly competitive kids and they are both uh, talented kids. There's no doubt about it. Drew won the die invitational in uh, last week of May, first week of June, uh, beat a really good player named Nick Dunlap, who's one of the best junior golfers in the whole country. And Drew won that golf tournament. He's a very talented kid has played in a lot of national junior golf tournaments. I think he's got 10, top 10 finishes in AJGA events. So he's been a really good player for a long time and uh, truly one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. So I'm really looking forward to that. He's very polite, has a, uh, but he's, he's got a high, he places a high value on doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. And one thing he did, which I actually am gonna encourage kids all around to do the summer bridge program. He came in and did the second session of a summer school so he could kind of get used to everything we do at Baylor our academic center, our training table, golf course, the practice facility, going to class, doing all of that. It's like, that's a pretty good value. It wasn't a shock to his system when he got here when school started this week. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. And got to, you know, hang out with us some too. Like I said, been playing some golf with him. He's been at the facility every so often, you know, practicing and stuff. So it's been great. And I think Drew would uh, attest to it. It's been really helpful for him getting adjusted. I think so. So I've encouraged kids to do that in the past. 
he's also done a good job of using that time to, to get ready. And I think his game has improved. His confidence is up. But the other player we have as a freshman is Zach Heffernan. Zach is from Bernie, which is down near San Antonio. And Zach did something that only one player has ever done in the history of, of this Texas. He, he won this Texas State Junior Amateur two years in a row. And I was very impressed when he entered this year, like three weeks before coming to school, to try to make it a three-peat. And he finished, I think, third or fourth, but had a nice event, played well. I was very impressed that he would try to do that again because he really had nothing to gain. He'd already, you know, he'd already won the thing twice. Um, so he's a very, very intense competitor. Uh, and I think he's got a high belief system. I think he, Zach believes in himself. He's a great ball striker, and he hits a... If I could play golf again and try again, I'd hit my driver just like he does. I would, too. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, he's a good kid, too. He's from, from or down there in the San Antonio area. And uh, so we're really excited about our two freshmen. Uh, they are coming in with eight other players that we have that are all returnees. So I'll just go over those kids real quick since it's... Yeah, let's it, let's yeah. cover our team. Who okay. we got? Uh, Mark Reppy is a senior, a fifth-year senior, actually coming back to get his master's in accounting. Um, Mark has been here for, again, four years he's been here, so this is his fifth year. And uh, he finished 10th at the conference championship last year, won the Agave Amateur last year. Nice player. Mark's a great kid and a wonderful student. He's honestly, he shows how you can do it in the classroom and on the golf course as well. And uh, Brandon Hoff is a senior, fourth year senior from Austin. Uh, Drew, or um, Mark was from Dallas, by the way. Mm -hmm. And Brandon is from Austin, Vandegrift High School. And um, Brandon's a great kid, probably got more energy than any five players I've ever been around. <laughs> he's just, he's always upbeat, high energy, high energy guy. He's really talented too. He's a great kid. Love having him back for his senior year. He'll get his degree this year as well. Yeah. And we'll we'll probably have those guys, the seniors, on the podcast at some point. Oh yeah. Maybe in the off season, you'll you'll get to know Mark and uh, Brandon a little bit better. We'll probably do a separate episode with each of those guys as they are graduating seniors this year. Yeah, we did that last year with our four seniors, which I thought was good. It gave Baylor people a little closer insight yeah. to who these kids are. So then the class right behind Brandon would be the 2019 high school class, and that would be Johnny Kiefer. Luke Dossie, Tyler Eisenhart, and Scout McNeely. And these guys, this is a great class. These guys are a lot of fun. Uh, Johnny has been an All-American already in, at Baylor and has been a, a team leader in a lot of ways, uh, really trains well. Uh, Luke Dossie has come miles in the last year. He suffered uh, three major injuries his freshman year, which kind of kept him completely out of the lineup for a, a year and a half. And then... Last spring, when we finally put him in the lineup, he played great at Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. And you walked with him, and he was nervous the whole way and, and handled those nerves beautifully. He's a great competitor. He he made two bogeys for a whole week there, so that was pretty impressive. Yeah, Luke's come a long way. Scout is uh, easily one of the most... He's, he's probably got the highest intellect slash wit of any player I've ever seen. He's a really and, smart, funny guy and hardworking. Hardworking. Oh, and the my. best chef on the team. He is the best. He, they call him Chef McNeely because he can cook like nobody's business. They all live together, these four guys, plus Brandon Hoff. And I think I think uh, Scout is the best cook of, among all of them for sure. Yeah. And then Tyler, Tyler Eisenhart. Eisenhart. Tyler Eisenhart is, is a junior as well. He's from Geneva, Illinois. 
was actually the he and he and Scout were the first two kids I ever recruited outside the state of Texas at Baylor. So um, I call them my first two international students, <laughs> one from California, one from Chicago. Uh, but Tyler is uh, a very kind of semi-reserved guy. He doesn't you know he's he's not real boisterous, not overly active. But the guys tell me he's easily the funniest guy in their house. I think Tyler's the funniest on the team. No, no disrespect, Scout. I, I love me some Scout, but Ty Ty has a has a, a certain way about him. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's it's a little bit dry the humor, but oh, yeah. but he's also an, an incredible student as well. Actually, honestly, I'll, I'll just say this: we have wonderful students on this golf team. It's pretty incredible yeah. what what they sacrifice to do well in the classroom. So that's that class. Last year's freshman class, uh, Luke Morgan, the state high school champion from Oklahoma, Guthrie, Oklahoma. Luke um, is, he's just a good old boy from Oklahoma and grows the best mullet maybe in the history of college golf. Um, the more kids talk about it, the more they say about it, the, the longer he's going to keep that mullet. So we better stop talking about it <laughs> if we want it to leave. But he is a talented kid and uh, he did have an injury last year that kept him from uh, really competing a lot. He plays as an individual. Uh, and then this, and then also in that class was Trey Bosco, who was the state amateur champion last year in Texas and did a nice job of defending that title this summer. And Trey is a highly, highly competitive guy. I mean, really competitive. And From it, Austin as well, but Lake yeah, Travis? Lake Travis right? High School. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lake Travis. So um, actually... I took his commitment earlier than any player I've ever taken a commitment from in my entire career. So uh, it seemed like I've it seems like I've known him for a long time, and he's only starting his sophomore year. So we're excited, and that's so that's our ten players, counting those two freshmen we talked about earlier. Um, excited to have them back. It will be a young team, younger than we've been in the last few years, with four seniors graduating last year, and three of those played in the lineup at at the regional tournament. So pretty excited about the group. Um, and I know those guys are welcoming with open arms, Drew and Zach, our two new freshmen. They understand because they've been in their shoes, so they, they understand what those two guys are going through. But that's what I, I'd kind of like to you know, end the podcast with. Hey, this is a big time for a freshman in college, and yeah, I'd like to encourage coaches to be as supportive as possible. I'd like for coaches to help those kids develop good, good uh, habits as they go through, but upperclassmen, be good to those freshmen. People talk about hazing, which hopefully is not a part of any of this process anymore, but the truth is uh, you should you should welcome them with open arms and try because you've been there. That's not easy. And so you just want them to have their transition be as easy as, and tr- seamless as possible. And for Drew and Zach, so far, so good. They're doing well so far, and they start qualifying this Friday. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good luck to all uh, all the freshmen out there. Hope you guys have a wonderful experience. And for uh, junior golfers listening, hopefully you're, you've taken one or two pieces of advice out of this to help your transition into college golf, uh, whenever that may be. Uh, just to hammer down on one point, go listen to the Maverick McNeely podcast, number 24. And that's what we'll leave you with. So thanks for listening this time. Uh, thanks for your prep work on this, Coach, and, and good job. And uh, Thank you guys for listening again, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a great year, guys.